Hello and welcome to the 33rd episode of Let's Talk Cricket podcast and a lot has happened since the last episode uh, and a lot of drama has happened all most of it associated with uh, our ex captain Virat Kohli uh, first thing he announced uh, he stepped down from the T20 international captaincy after the England tour and then in the first game of the second half of the the second cycle of the IPL 2021 he stepped down as the RCB captain after the t20 world cup he was removed as the odi captain and after the test series loss was uh, he was stepped down he stepped down as the test captain and uh, and we heard today so uh, joining with us are clinton ribello rajarmani sankit singhbal and weldon dice uh, if you could share your thoughts on what is actually happening inside and uh, uh, rajo sankit clinton well then all of you are here so if you could just share your thoughts and with this conflict as well with the bcci as per me i would say statement that it is an end of an era uh, i think many questions were raised on virat kohli as a captain in the limited overs internationals in odi as well as t20s but it is almost uh, undoubted that he has been india's best test captains ever and one of the best test captains ever uh, right from when he took over as the permanent captain of the test team i think which is way back in 2014 the team has come a long way we have seen the change in the way the team uh, used to approach a series or approach a test test match before 2014 and after 2014 uh we saw india build a you can say a fast bowling army earlier we used to struggle to find fast bowlers but today we have not only first choice fast uh, good fast bowlers but we have uh, good replacements of them as well some of them in the squad some of them uh, waiting to be a part of squad but we have bo- we have built our own fast bowling army in this 7 years uh, we have been to various places uh, which are away from home and we have beaten australia twice in their own backyard uh, we have we have had a good english series which was left incomplete in which we are leading and uh, even in south africa in the both the series when we toured them we had one win under kitty i think so the only place that remains to be conquered for virat kohli as a test captain was new zealand um after he stepped down and was removed from t20 and odi respectively uh, there was no chance for him to win an icc trophy a thing which is uh, brought up against him a lot of times so me being a kohli fan was hoping that he could maybe lay his hands on the world test championships as a captain Uh, which will i think be held in 2023 but that is obviously not happening now anyway i wish to see india win the world test championship and um, i hope when he is there in the uh, side playing not as a captain but as a player the same aggressive approach the same energy continues to remain in the team and rub off to other players 
Okay, so what we have heard was uh, after the English tour, uh, Virat Kohli and the BCCI. Uh, obviously, uh, it was said that it was reported that Saurav Ganguly himself said that uh, he talked to Virat Kohli and told him not to step down as the T20 captain. And Virat Kohli was thinking of, and after the uh, after he was he stepped down as the T captain before the. uh south africa departure where you know he held a press conference uh, where obviously it wasn't anything wrong on his part where all the captains uh, they do a press conference before the departure uh, and he said that uh, in no ways or in no words that saurav ganguly or any uh, one from bcci told him not to step down as a t20 captain uh, and then uh, this question was raised before saurav ganguly and saurav ganguly said that uh, uh we won't be having any press conference for this issue so everything will be dealt appropriately inside so uh about the conflict with saurav ganguly uh sanket or clinton uh share your thoughts with what do you all think went from inside and uh, obviously virat kohli said that uh, his removal from the t20 captaincy raj said as well was because they wanted a trophy in the cabinet so uh otherwise virat kohli didn't do anything wrong as he was captain he went everywhere he went outside asia as well so uh, if you could let us if what do you all think so i think when it when you talk about saurav ganguly i think you have to go back probably you know 5 6 probably 5 years back uh and you have to think about the time when you know uh in 2016 when anil kumble was appointed as the coach of india so after the 2016 world t20 uh, ravi shastri's tenure as, as team director which which was his, the which was the position that he officially held at that particular time was over and they were on the hunt for a new coach and virat kohli was you know was of the opinion that ravi shastri should continue and ravi shastri was also obviously very interested in continuing the work that the, those two had built in in the 18 months that he was in charge but th- at that at that point of time the bcci did not have an official body uh, because it was dissolved after the uh, so, so due to the supreme court judgment after the ipl spot fixing scandal uh and you had a temporary arrangement in charge uh, which was recommended by the loda committee and they had a cricket advisory committee consisting of saurav ganguly sachin tendulkar and vvs lakshman who were uh, in charge of making the recommendation for the appointment of the new coach so at that particular time uh, so those three were tasked with uh, the interview process for the coach and uh, anil kumble and ravi shastri were both a part of the interview process uh and and they they chose to go with anil kumble uh, even though the team and virat kohli in particular wanted ravi shastri and uh, it was said that uh, and this is what uh, ravi shastri himself claimed that saurav ganguly wasn't even uh, in the in the conference room when he 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 was giving his interview and that probably uh, and he and he thought that that was because you know ganguly had made up his mind that he did not want him to continue and uh, wanted to appoint someone else and that it was some sort of a conspiracy on his part uh, and and then and, and he was uh, he, he he was you know, you know wasn't exactly sacked but he he wasn't reappointed and they appointed neil kumble instead but because of this standoff between virat kohli and the cac uh, they, they worked out a compromise to give neil kumble only one year in charge instead of the you know the general, general term that is given which is two or three years you know particularly 
when you have got a world cup in 3 years time that's generally the cycle of time that is given to a coach but anil kumble got one year and his results during that particular period were absolutely impeccable they won every single series at home and virat kohli was you know at the absolute peak as a batsman and it was it was considered that uh, they would you know con- continue with the pair and the pairing but you know the reports emerged during the champions trophy that there were issues within the team and uh, within the team and that the team was not particularly supportive of the coach and that virat kohli wanted anil kumble replaced and then they lost the final to pakistan uh, and anil kumble stepped down soon after that uh, which was quite expected uh, you know eventually even though the official word was that he was stepping down but in 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 by all accounts he was sacked because he did not get along with the captain and that is that i think that is i think dates back the standoff between kohli and ganguly states uh, dates back to that particular incident after that they had an interview process to appoint a new coach once again like they had the previous year and ravi shastri wasn't actually even a part of the original interviewing process because uh the, and and they had actually you know called for some very good foreign coaches i think mike hessen was a part of the process tom moody was very interested in the job as well and they had all these elite candidates who were in the running for uh, becoming the coach and ravi shastri was not even you know in the frame initially and then virat kohli once again you know comes up and you know he you know he wanted ravi shastri desperately back in charge and after the whole interview process was conducted in the bcci were you know about to make the announcement uh, news came that virat kohli you know would not entertain any of the uh, anyone other than ravi shastri as the coach and so they had to circumvent the whole process to uh, appoint ravi shastri uh, so that was again i think another you know big blow to the cac wherein not only was their appointment rejected but the whole process behind uh, the f- the whole process behind the appointment of the coach was once again circumvented for the second time and they had to you know budge into the captain because you know he was at the absolute peak of his powers back then and he, he was he was easily the most important man in indian cricket uh, so they had no other choice but to budge in and you know give him the choice coach of his choice uh, and then uh, if i if i remember correctly ravi shastri you know also forced the board to appoint bharat arun as the bowling coach when you know ganguly and you know others wanted to appoint zaheer khan so that was again another reason why you know there there has been this standoff so the cac i think we have to understand that the cac was an unofficial body which was temporarily in charge because there was no official constitution uh you know of the bcci but now that you have the you know the old school administration back in ganguly is in a position of actual power where he is the bcci president and not a, you know not a member of some temporary committee he is now in some real authority to take decisions and virat kohli is obviously no longer the player that he was in 2016 2017 where he was absolutely indisp- indispensable to the team's cause and uh, his word was the ultimate that is no longer the case he doesn't have the runs anymore to to have the same amount of clout he's obviously older so doesn't really have as much uh, left to give as well so they also have to plan for the future although you know in, OD, in 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 the case of limited overs formats they've appointed a guy who's even older than him because of his lack of uh, you know trophies in the I- icc tournaments so i think this all all these things add up and then uh, and then when he was sacked when he decided to you know step down from the t20 captaincy i think that was the ideal opportunity for ganguly to you know sack him from odis as well because uh, he he did not want to you know continue as a captain and like they they wanted the same captain in 
both the limited overs formats and they also had a new coach with uh, after ravi shastri ravi shastri's resignation after the english tour uh, so that was the perfect opportunity for them to usher in a new era that now that you have a new coach uh, you can appoint a new captain as well because they wanted rahul dravid wanted to give rahul dravid the full freedom to build a team in his own image rather than you know having to be you know just someone who's there to support kohli because i think rahul dravid's methods of coaching are very different to ravi shastri's and i think he is someone who probably wanted a f- fresh start as well so i think it it is probably you know a combination of different things like the standoff from 2016 the lack of trophies in icc tournaments and the and 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 the fact that they now have a new coach uh, so i think all this contributed to his sacking from the odi captaincy and then once that happened and all the shit broiled over uh, with the press conference that kohli gave very you know effectively accused ganguly of lying uh, so that once that happened it was the ugly dispute was out in the open and it was always going to be a matter of time and uh, particularly now that they lost in south africa uh, you know he probably thought that uh, it's 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 probably better to quit uh, rather than being pushed like he was in in odi cricket again the reports from the journalists uh, seems to be that it was entirely his own choice and that he was not forced out of his forced out but uh, given the experience that he just had having had his limited overs captaincy you know the odi captaincy stripped off just by being told at the end of a selection meeting uh, while while picking the while picking the test squad uh that seems like you know he probably did not want to have that same kind of experience again in test cricket where they suddenly decide to sack him out of the blue so it's probably just better that he goes out on his own terms the uh, the appointment of uh, uh rohit sharma as the captain of all the three formats so uh, do you think rohit sharma is you know if you've seen him as a very tactical captain in the t20 format and uh, hopefully he'll be using the same uh, in the odis too but when it comes to test cricket do you think a captain like rohit sharma is the best suited uh, see first thing first i mean um, whatever may be said about virat kohli as a, a white ball captain okay um, may be said but the culture and the team environment that he built uh, as a test playing nation okay from bringing a team from number 7 position to where we are today and consistently being number 1 uh, speaks for itself uh, personally i feel it's a huge huge loss for indian cricket and cricket has lost today uh, simply because of the team culture that virat kohli has built uh, across uh, the years and the way that from the time he took over as test captain um you see even the match against south africa when he was not there the bowling attack even though they were the same that played the previous match they looked all out of sorts and you know even the third match which you know uh, there were a lot of controversies surrounding the drs and all that uh, the way virat kohli used to pump the team and you know just motivate them and give his 200% on the field as a player and as a captain okay that is going to be missed uh, and speaking about rohit sharma as a test captain well i honestly don't see him as a test captain simply because he wasn't even in the pick, uh, nick of things up to uh, what around one and a half year back when he made 
you know a, a test comeback of sorts because he was only known to dominate in india wherein he had you know so many uh, hundreds but overseas was something he struggled so yeah as far as uh, rohit sharma's captaincy in red ball cricket is concerned i don't really know uh, how it's going to pan out and only time will tell whether it is a right decision or not simply because he's made a comeback to the indian cricket team as a regular player uh, just about one and a half year ago or two years back um, okay and that to his record in india only is pretty good and at least is if you look at the last one and a half year and also his injuries are a matter of big concern because his fitness is not uh, that great so yeah you'll have to have a backup captain for him and yeah having said that uh, losing kohli as uh, a captain is a huge loss uh, not only to indian cricket but to cricket in general because the type of captain uh, that he was you know so aggressive always motivating his team getting uh, into the head of the opposition and you know always standing up for his players um, you know and defending them uh, even when the opposition used to try to get the better of them so we uh, cricket has lost today i've said it before saying it again that uh, it's really a dark day for all indian cricket fans and fans around the world so uh, that's actually really uh, sad today uh, what has happened with virat kohli's captaincy but now uh, let's just review the test series versus south africa uh, the first test uh, after the first win for india everybody wrote off south africa and uh, india were actually the favorites even before uh, the test series began india were the favorites uh, to i mean with respect to the squad that that south africa have put up but uh the second uh, and the third test south africa came back really strong they changed their line and lengths and indians indian batsmen uh, particularly got out uh you know this is through the wicket so raj uh, uh, do you see i mean uh, the way our indian batsmen have played against short balls and the way they have uh, got out most of them coming out of uh, you know uh, catches so uh, this is what i mean we've said this before in an overseas test outside asia main problem with the indian team is our batting the way they throw the wickets away yeah i would uh, believe that batting was a main concern but um, even bowling i think was not up to the mark and we were not lucky also the luck was not on our side when we were bowling uh, firstly talking about batting we highly missed rohit sharma i would say uh rohit sharma if we see him if we see the version of him which scored in england i don't think he would have any problem scoring in south africa as well uh in england most of his runs came not because of luck or anything but because of a change in his technique on which he worked really hard on uh, as was told by the indian batting coach and rohit sharma himself so i think he would have been uh, a very important uh, batsman for india uh, in the south african series uh, as he was in the english series his uh, opening batting was one of the major reasons why uh, india is in a position that is we are leading to one in that england series so if he was there in south african series uh, things 
could have been different i dare say uh, then obviously uh, the two players about whom everyone is talking about that is pujara and rahane they have been given so much backing and i don't really understand why uh, yes they have done well in past but if you go by past then we have to bring players like sunil gavaskar and vvs lakshman to come and play for india but we cannot always dwell in the past we need to see what they have done in the near future and based on that uh, sorry near uh, past and based on that we have to decide whether to keep them or not to keep them uh, virat kohli as a captain few years back he was criticized for too much of chopping and changing but right now i think it is the exact opposite where he is backing two players way too much because even after the south african series um he was he was saying he was said he was uh, caught saying that caught saying in the sense he said it in the press conference uh, that they'll continue backing them because they have done well in the past uh, if that now that is not the captain i don't know if things will change or no we never know how it works whether it is the captain or the selectors i don't know but we shall i really hope that we at least do away with one of them for now i think we can do away with rahane i don't really mind doing away with both of them but at least rahane should be done away with he has been given enough opportunities and he has not been up to the mark there are so many players young players who are waiting there is uh, shreyas ayer there is hanuma vihari there is shubman gill also considering he has not played uh, in the last two se- last three series considering even the england series he missed out um so yeah they these two have to be done away with and even when we uh, talk about bowling i would why i'm saying it has not been up to the mark is because uh, in the past when we have seen why uh, what changed india from the past and why we started winning overseas is because of our ability to take 20 wickets uh, which lacked in the last two tests where wherein we lost uh, in spite of i would say getting an early wicket we failed to capitalize on it and the south africa kept on building on partnerships and in the in the second test it was dean elgar and in the third test it was keegan peterson who led the team to victory yes there were dropped catches yes there were uh, lots of missed opportunities where a uh, were very good deliveries uh, which could have nicked the bat and gone to the keeper or to one of the slips did not happen the luck was also not on our side but bowling i don't know what reason to point out to but i would say it was both batting as well as bowling which uh led to our loss basically we were outplayed i would say probably some valid points there by raj so uh weldon i think uh you're on your way to goa from bangalore if you can just share your thoughts and you can see the uh the, the odi squad of india and the odi series will be happening on the the first odi on 19th of jan uh now there's uh, ravichandran ashwin who's back and i think a new player that's jayanti yadav will be making his white ball debut for india but there's no uh this the star spinner when when india played south africa in 2018 in south africa kuldeep uh, yadav when they won't be the 
the kulcha uh, duo so uh, what do you, what do you see weldon the the batting how do you see the batting in the the probable uh, the batting lineup in the first odi uh, if you combine the all-rounders okay so speaking about the odi squad and what would be the probable playing 11 i would say i'm actually uh, surprised Uh, okay so kl rahul will open with shikhar dhawan maybe they might give rusuraj gaikwad a chance but i don't really see that happening like the initial few odis probably they will back up their experience and maybe if we are on a winning streak where we are about to win the series rusuraj gaikwad should get a chance according to me followed by virat kohli uh, surya kumar yadav shreyas ayer and rishabh pant Okay, and the in the bowling, the all rounders would be. I think it is. I should get an opportunity, but I feel it's highly unlikely. He might though. Uh, mostly it'll be Ashwin for with uh, Chahal taking care of the spin department, and in our pace, and with in the pace department, I would say Shadul Thakur, Deepak Chahar, and Bhuvi. Are you like uh, satisfied with what Weldon said about the pace attack? Uh, do you feel uh, there should be more of you know uh, the paces that can uh, actually generate pace uh, more than you know uh, swing like uh, there's Mohammad Siraj, there's Navdeep Saini, there's Prasid Krishna who's, who has a height who can actually has the potential to bounce the ball in the pitches of South Africa. No, I actually agree with uh, the lineup that Weldon has uh, suggested. Navdeep Saini has got uh, ample opportunities and has been in and out of the side. Even Prasid Krishna, um, he was included in the test. Uh, it was taken as a net bowler as well, but uh, wasn't given a chance. Or oh, I think he was in the squad too. But uh, having said that, uh, yeah, the, the lineup that Weldon has selected, I agree with it. Okay, since there's no Rohit here in the ODI series as well, uh, Clinton, I'll I'll like to ask you uh, about the captaincy of uh, KL Rahul now. Uh, so, do you think uh, the way you've seen him? Obviously, you support the Punjab Kings. The way you've seen him captain the Punjab Kings. Uh, what do you think will be his approach towards the? Uh, I mean, the longer form, and that's the ODI cricket. Well, KL Rahul is someone who is uh, very calm and composed. Doesn't you know show emotions? uh but is quite a defensive captain i would say because um uh, obviously he's captained uh punjab for two seasons and both the seasons they failed to qualify in spite of him you know being the top run scorer for the team and being amongst uh the runs in both the to- both the times he was captain so uh, as a player the captaincy doesn't you know impact his performance but you know even when he was the test captain he was you know very defensive and um, you know did not attack so that is something uh, that he probably will learn as time passes but having said that it's a very good opportunity for him um, to you know don the captaincy hat given that he is one of the future prospects to be the captain of india in uh, the long run uh, subject to him being you know fit and you know subject to fitness and other uh, things and now given that uh, the bcci and their politics and you know all that goes on uh, behind the scenes you know it's really 
doubtful as to you know who they have in mind but yes having said that kl rahul uh, as a captain it would be something really interesting to watch and uh, we wish him well for it if we all hope uh, this now the odi series uh, uh, we end up victorious and uh, so now just one uh, just one question for the all the panelists all the members here who do you all think with the new faces the, the new as in the, the the players who are aren't very experienced in the odi side who do you all think is the is a, will be a threat to south africa uh, either a batsman and a bowler so i'll talk from a south african point of view so i think uh, south africa have got some really good young players coming coming up we saw in the world t20 as well they were quite impressive uh, you know even though they did not qualify for the semi finals that was only because of net run rate and after losing the you know the first match to eventual champions australia uh, they ended up winning all the matches even beat england who were unbeaten in the tournament until that point so uh, I, i think it it will probably be a very similar side as well to the one that played in that in the world t20 they will have i think janaman milan opening the batting uh instead of you know Reza Hendricks who played in the World T20 and that will probably be the only change Aidan Markram in the middle order you know Rasi van der Dosen uh and Bavuma will be captaining the side uh, out of coming off a very good test series and i think he's a much better ODI batsman than a T20 batsman as well so even though he did not have a great World T20 with the bat i think he's more much more at ease in the 50 over format and the bowling uh, the, the the missing Andrik Nokia obviously has been their best bowler in the limited overs formats for a while now but uh, Marco Jansen has come in and he was very very impressive in the test series so i am expecting him to get an opportunity in the white ball formats as well uh, so yeah i think that will be that that will probably be what they line up with uh, and uh, yeah so i think i think i think i think the player that you could you should be looking out for uh, i would say is is Markram because Markram uh, not did not have the greatest of test series I, I I'm personally of the opinion that he should be batting in the middle order in all formats of the game and not just in limited overs cricket in fact I think there is probably a better more more important need for him to bat in the middle order in test cricket than than in limited overs cricket uh, given his issues against the moving ball up front so he will be keen to make amends uh, for, for his struggles in test cricket and obviously ODIs is a much more hospitable format to batsmen uh, and his his game against spin bowling is much improved from where it was in 2018 where i remember uh, he was he was actually appointed as the captain of the odi side in the absence of of duplessy was injured and quinton decock who's also injured after the first game uh, he was appointed as the captain that said with an eye on the future and he had a torrid series in 2018 and he was tormented by kuldeep yadav and yusvid rachahal based on whatever we have seen in recent times he's a far far improved player of spin bowling so i'm expecting him to be up to the task deal with the likes of ashwin and chahal in the middle overs uh, particularly at least on south african pitches and uh, he will be very very important i think for for the middle order uh, in this series okay, so now uh, let's hope for the best in the odi series it's going to happen on the 19th of jan uh, till then uh, stay tuned for our next podcast might uh, make a review of the uh, the odi series uh, so till then stay safe and cheers